This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And as I said a few minutes ago, I will give you tips on buying a car. And what prompted this was I had somebody from Auto Trader that was wanting to come on and talk about this, but it didn't pan out. And I thought, I don't need anybody from Auto Trader. I can do this myself. And in fact, I can probably do it as well, if not better, than most of they can. Now, I go in depth. For those of you maybe that don't listen to us on Saturdays on Drive Radio, I I will get into depth on this topic and spend several segments on Drive Radio going through some of this, especially when somebody calls in asking questions. Now, the biggest issue that I find when it comes to people buying cars is they buy the wrong car. And part of that is done because most cars, not all, and most of my listeners are not this way, but there's a lot of folks out there. And if you're somebody that can even guide somebody else along these lines, please do. And by the way, uh, Producer Ann will always take and clip this particular portion of today's program out. We'll make it its own separate segment, and somebody can go listen to that. So if you're listening to a repeat of this, you can always send an email to me and ask specific questions, and I'll answer that. You can either do it via email or text line. Email, just go to rushtoreason.com and send us an email. Just do the contact us. Or 307-200-8222. But what I mean by people buying the wrong car is they buy them emotionally. And there's one night of the entire week you should never buy a car. Friday night. And by the way, unless you have the day off. Now, if you're the average person, you work a five-day week, work week, and you decide all of a sudden you're going to go car shopping on a Friday night, don't. Go to dinner, go do something else. If you want to shop for a car, do it on a Saturday morning. Some of you would say, well, why why would I do that? Well, number one, never make large purchases at night. Of any kind, by the way. House, car, you name it. If you're thinking about buying something, wait, this is the rule of thumb, and any financial advisor, Al Smith from Golden Eagle, would tell you the same thing. Always wait until the next morning to finalize said purchase, because you might have a different approach to it once you've slept on it. So never make a purchase at night. Now, for some people where you just know, this is what I want to buy, this is what I'm going to buy, okay, I'm not talking about you. But if you're shopping, and again, this is tips on buying a car, if you're shopping, never buy a car on a Friday night. I've even had some guests, Charlie's heard this before, where even some guests will call in, financial people even, and I'll give that tip, and they're like, oh, I'm stealing that. I've never even thought about that. But 
Again, never make an emotional purchase. And most cars are purchased emotionally, especially on a Friday night. Now, number one, take the emotion out of it. That's true with any purchase. I don't care. You may think, well, I just really want to have that car. Well, do you need that car? Are you at a period in your life where that fits for you? Because if the answer to that is no, well, then the answer is you're not, you don't need to buy that car. So first thing I always tell people to do, and I used to do this when I owned my auto shops before I ever came on air, was get a legal pad out. And I like writing. There's something about pen and paper in your mind where you're writing this out and you're not even typing it in on a computer. You literally want to write these things out. Get a legal pad out. And on one side of the paper, start writing out your needs. What do I need in a car? Do I need to be able to fit car seats in it? Do I need three rows? Do I need two rows? Do I need five people, four people, two people? Do I need a lot of trunk space? Do I need an SUV? Do I need an all-wheel drive? Do I need a four-wheel drive? And yes, there's a difference between those two. Do I need a vehicle with a higher center of gravity, lower center of gravity? Do I need something I can put luggage on top of? Do I need to haul a trailer? If so, how big of a trailer? you see where I'm going with all of this? You want to write, what are my needs out first? That's on one side of the paper, okay? And then what you're going to do is draw a line right down the middle of your legal pad. All of your needs are on the left side. And by the way, I don't care what you want. <laughs> that, that doesn't get figured. Here's the only exception to that. If you're a high net worth individual and you can buy whatever car you want, you're not listening to me anyways and go do whatever you want to. Go buy whatever car you want. I don't care. This is not for you. Okay, You're in a whole different classification of people and I'm not talking to you. But those that are on budgets where your transportation needs are high and you want to make sure you're not wasting money, this is the conversation for you. So you put all your needs down on the left-hand side of your paper. You draw a line down the middle. Now what you do is, based on those needs, what vehicles out there fit that need? And by the way, if you're somebody that's looking used, okay, fine. Let's make a list of even the used vehicles that fit that need. If you're somebody that can buy a new car, fine. What new cars fit that need? Now, it may be one and the same where you're saying, well, I could buy a new car that's a couple of years old that, feel, that still fit the need, and I'm okay with that. Great. So be it. To each his own. I'm, I'm not against people buying new cars, providing they understand what they're getting into. Because remember, with a new car purchase, there's some advantages and disadvantages. One advantage is typically the interest rate's lower. So if you're having to finance the car, you can typically buy a new car for less money, interest rate-wise, than you can a used car. You typically, though, are paying more money for the new car than the used car. And with a new car, insurance and registration fees are higher. Maintenance will be less over the first three years versus buying the used car, but your insurance, license plate, registration fees are going to be higher. Just the way the state of Colorado works. And anybody that's owned a new car in Colorado, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've never owned a new car in Colorado, you will have sticker shock getting license plates. Because they, quote unquote, tax you <clears throat> much higher buying a new car than if it, the car's, as it depreciates and gets older, it gets less and less for that same car. So... Needs on one side, what vehicles fit on the other side. I had a, somebody email me first thing this morning that said, hey, what, what's the best recommendation for an engine in a small car? And I'm like, that is a really broad question that literally I can't answer. 
because in today's world, most late model vehicles, you know, five, six years and, and, and up, are pretty equal. Yes, there's some differences in some of them. I'm more concerned with some of the transmissions as much as I am the engine. But really, what vehicle are you needing in that category? I, I don't really care what engine's in it. I want to know what do you need first, and then I'll give you some recommendations of vehicles and the engine option in said vehicle if I know what your needs are first. And in today's world, fortunately, because of competition, there's hardly a vehicle outside of a Chevy Suburban or a Ford Expedition where there's not a lot of competition. Yes, those are two vehicles where there's no competition besides those two. If you've got a large family, you need three full rows and cargo space behind the third row, you're buying either an Expedition or a Suburban. That's it. You have two choices. Now, as you start coming down in size... And you start talking three rows, two rows, and so on. The list is, I don't want to say endless, but every manufacturer, every manufacturer has vehicles that fit those particular categories. The especially SUV market from four seats all the way up to three rows is heavily saturated in every, every manufacturer. Some with more than others. Some having even more than one option inside of their own lines. So my tips are, number one, what car do you need? Not what car do you want, what car do you need? And then fill in the blanks as to what is that car. Now, once you determine, okay, these are my top five choices, I would recommend narrow that down to the top three choices. In other words, take your two outliers and those aren't going to work. I'm down to my top three choices. Then... From those top three choices, you start looking who has one of those three choices. Now, I'm going to take a break here because now that we've narrowed down the car and the choice, I'll tell you how to actually then buy that car. But I spent a full segment because a lot of people emotionally show up at a dealership. And before you know it, a salesperson has talked them into buying something they didn't need or want in the first place. And then what happens is they end up in a vehicle they don't like, and they're mad at the vehicle. It's not the vehicle's fault. I'm sort of a vehicle advocate, as you can tell. It's, it's like a puppy at Christmas that someone buys, forgetting that it's going to grow up. And then they're mad at the dog because they got a puppy, forgetting that it's going to grow up and it needs constant care day after day. The same thing happens with vehicles, by the way, folks. You buy a vehicle because you love the color or the smell or this or that, but then when it's all said and done, it doesn't fit your needs. Now you're mad at the vehicle versus being mad at yourself for buying it in the first place. But we've gone through the proper way of doing this. You've got your needs set. You've got your vehicles narrowed down to your top three. When I come back, I'll tell you how to buy said vehicle. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next now. Much like everything else I just got done talking about, having the right provider in assisting you with all the things I just mentioned on the car side is also important on the plumbing side, and High Five can do all of that for you. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. When temperatures plummet, the risk of water pipes freezing skyrockets, and High Five Plumbing can help you prevent it. If you've noticed water dripping anywhere around your house, especially on the exterior walls, it's imperative that you have it checked now. Once the outside temperatures drop below 30 degrees, you are risking damaged pipes, 
making a $100 fix escalate to $1,000 or more. This is especially true for pipes on exterior walls, in crawl spaces, at spigots, and even where most people forget, down floor drains. High Five has several ways to prevent and fix freezing pipes permanently. From insulating your pipes better, to moving them off exterior walls, or adding heated tape to prevent freezing. The Colorado Code certified techs at High Five know what to look for to keep your water flowing. KLZ listeners receive a waived service fee. Just tell High Five that John Rush sent you when you contact them at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Windows and doors. I was reminding you of this yesterday. I was running around the house doing some chores, and I put, I've put i got a, a storm door, which Dave can also do for you, and it can either have screens or glass in it. So yesterday I was switching out my screens, putting my glass in, and I was thinking of Dave the entire time that, you know, hey, this is exactly what Dave talks about when he talks about having a good, solid front security door. Right now, 40% off with free labor. Call him today. Find him at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors won't pressure you to sign on the dotted line today to get, quote, the best prices. Owner Dave Bancroft wants you to take your time in making the right choice for your home and believes educating you, the customer, is the number one priority. Other companies just want to pressure you into a sale right now. Dave has seen homeowners with buyer's remorse after working with other high-pressure salesmen. Dave knows all the pitches and sales gimmicks out there. Dave respects you as a homeowner, so he will never pressure you. Veteran Windows and Doors is so confident in their top quality windows and expert installation process, they want you to get three competing bids. Veteran is not afraid to be compared to other companies because they want to do right by you. Don't get pressured into buying windows before you are ready. Work with Veteran Windows and Doors by going to klzradio.com window today. All right, up next, Bruce Simmons. He is our reverse mortgage professor. And if you thought about a reverse mortgage but you've heard horror stories, don't let that bother you. Find out, get the real scoop on how they work. Call Bruce today. Find him at klzradio.com. A reverse mortgage is not the impossibility you once thought. If you're properly prepared, KLZ's reverse mortgage expert, Bruce Simmons, can uniquely provide the expertise and advice that you need to eliminate your mortgage payment and do what you've always doubted could be done, give you more cash flow. Of course, you still need to pay your own property taxes and insurance, but eliminating your principal and interest payment will allow you to live a more financially comfortable lifestyle in your retirement. By calling Bruce to help you get this going now, you can move forward before additional rate increases take effect, and he can always help you go back and get more money when interest rates start to ease. Don't assume. Call the expert we trust for real and honest advice about your reverse mortgage. Call Bruce Simmons today at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Tips on buying a new car. So the last segment we went through what it takes to actually decipher what car you need. By the way, not car you want. Now... Again, if you've got the means and you can buy anything you want, well, this, again, isn't a conversation for you. But we've, we've narrowed this down to our top three choices. We're now going to shop for said car. Now, I would advise you to, depending upon what age of a car you're looking for, some of you know exactly what your budget is and how much you can spend. Great. 
Start in with that process. And I've had this conversation. Where do I look for buying a car? Well, if you're buying a used car, we've got a great person that we're very much affiliated with and good friend of mine. That's Josh Goff up at Ridgeline Auto Brokers in Boulder, and they'll try to find you a car even if they don't have one. So we have a really great connection. One of our great sponsors, RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. That's easy. And if they don't have one, they can even tell you or find one for you or even give you some ideas of who might have one. Now, on top of that, first thing, but we have a great tool called the Internet. And the one thing that I would do to start with is start looking on the Internet, just do a search of the types of vehicles that you now know you can own. And there's multiple sites out there. Auto Trader, that was going to be one of our guests today. That's one. Car Gurus and so on. There's several different sites. In fact, you can literally... Go into a search engine, and if you're looking to buy a 2019 RAV4, which is, by the way, one of the vehicles that somebody was asking me about earlier this morning. That's why I picked that one. You could literally say, 2019 RAV4 near me for sale. And Google will give you those answers. From some of the aggregate sites I just mentioned to specific dealers that will have new and used cars that will have that vehicle for, listed for sale. So start shopping. Compare prices. One thing I'm big on, by the way, is please, for the love of God, do not buy what they call rebranded titled vehicles. That's a salvage title vehicle. Stay as far away from that as you can, in my opinion. Now, I know some will argue with me on that, but do not buy a salvage title vehicle. There's a few unique circumstances where that might work. But for the, for the majority of you listening to me and whoever might be listening to this recording, again, don't buy a, a, a branded title, rebranded title car. Just stay away from them. They may look really cheap and really inexpensive, and they'll be tempting to buy. Don't. And if you're somebody that sells those, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, I know there's a, there's a place for folks like you and people that need to buy that vehicle, but I'm not a fan at all. And I can get into all the details as to why. I've done it on drive radio many times. I did it even on ready radio one day. So I've even got recordings of that. But no, there's lots of reasons why not to buy that car. So you do a Google search, especially if you're looking for a used car. But you can do this for a new car as well. Now, I'll give you some tips on the new car side as well. But on the used car, do a Google search. Find out who's got that vehicle that's, you know, and they're all going to be, by the way, because of competition. They're going to be fairly closely priced. And a lot of the sites like, Auto Trader and Car Gurus and even Carfax, they'll tell you whether this car is priced within the reason of what it should be, you know, reasonably priced or not. It's too high, it's too low, it's right in the middle, whatever they'll tell you. And you start shopping. Now, one other tip is don't be afraid. Now, I know a lot of people just hate going to dealerships. They despise it. I'm not one of those. Now, I have to remind myself that because I grew up in the industry, those things don't scare me. Now, some of you that are lawyers, you don't mind going to court. I hate going to court. I, I don't even like, I've told Charlie, I hate jury duty. It scares me to death. I, I don't even want to be around it. I want nothing to do with it. Now, some of you feel that way about buying a car. I don't. So my, my advice, like a lawyer would tell you about jury duty or even, you know, even being a witness in a trial, just go in, be honest, have a conversation, and you'll get to the end. I mean, they're not going to hold you hostage. Okay, that's one thing that they cannot do at a dealership. It's against the law in multiple ways. One other thing, by the way, if you're taking a car in to trade, make sure that if you are doing so, you ask for your cash price first. No trade. 
Trade comes later. They'll hate you for this, but I don't care. I'm on your side, not theirs. So find out what the price of the car is going to be prior to you ever asking about your trade. In fact, I would say in some cases, go look at the cars you're thinking about buying and bring your trade later. Yes, you can do that. So once you've got your deal made, oh, hey, by the way, I think I might have a trade. They're going to look at you like, oh, really? Thanks. It's the best way to make a better deal, by the way. So once you've found the car, you've got yourself kind of dialed in on a price. You then bring your trade into it if that's what you're going to be doing. And there are some advantages to a trade. Sales tax savings is one of them. Because you, you pay the difference in Colorado on what you trade in versus what you buy. That's what you pay sales tax on, not the full amount. So if you're thinking of selling your own car, you've got to do the math and determine if I traded it and I have this much sales tax versus if I sell it outright and I have this much sales tax, you've got to factor all that in. If you need help with that, I'm always here to help any of you with that. But once you've got your deal or the price of the car, then you bring the trade into it. Here's another tip on that. Do not let them have the keys to the car unless you're out there walking around with them. Now, they may want to go drive the car fine, stand out there and watch it go out and come back in. Do not let them just keep the keys to the car. Okay, that's another tip on doing this. Do not let them have the keys to the car, ever. Again, legally, they're supposed to give you your car back on demand and so on, but, but just don't play those games. Just let them drive the car, appraise it, which is what they're going to be doing, come back with a figure, and be done with it. Now, I could get into this whole financing thing and spend the whole entire segment, which I won't. That's one of those things I can help you with directly, but once you've made your deal on the car and you've got your price set on your trade, once that's all done and you have what they call a pencil sheet, that's what it's called in the industry, they'll take you to what I call the hot box. That's the F&I department, and they'll try to sell you all kinds of crap in there. Extended warranties, or service contracts, rather, on a used car. On a new car, it could be either a warranty or an extended service contract. Tire insurance, paint coating, pinstriping, all kinds of crap you don't need. Don't buy any of it. It's no, 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 including gap insurance. No, 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 no. You can buy gap insurance from Paul Lewinberger, for example. You don't need to buy anything from them. You want to just buy the car, finance it, do whatever you want to do. And by the way, shop the rates. This is another tip. Before ever entering a dealership, new or used, find out through your own sources, credit union or whatever you've got access to, what could you buy that car for? You can even do it online, by the way. Lending Tree, all sorts of companies will loan you money on a car. Shop that first as well. That way you know whether you're getting a good rate on the car you're buying new or used versus what they're throwing at you. Every dealership, including used cars, and there's no secrets here, will make money on the loan. I'll say that again. Every dealer, new and used, will make money on the loan. It's why they don't like you paying cash for the car. They make no money. You know, A lot of people think, oh, I'll just walk in with cash. You know, actually, they could care less. They don't like you anyways. They're not making any money with you being a cash buyer. I'll, just, I'll bring a cashier's check. They, they still don't like you. I'm being serious, folks. They don't like you as a cash buyer. They want you to finance the car. So, frankly, you can always get a better deal by financing the car, even if you decide to pay it off in 30 to 60 days. I've had clients, by the way, that I've done exactly that. 
I literally had business clients where finance it. Even if we've got the money in the bank, we'll pay it off a couple of months later. You'll get a better deal doing that at the dealership than actually paying cash. So in today's world, a lot of vehicles are being, new vehicles are being sold at list price, although there's deals to be had now, even on the new side. And again, you just have to shop it. So real quick on the new side, if you're thinking of buying a new car, use the tools the manufacturers give you. What I mean by that is, There's inventory search tools on every single new car maker's website that you can use to find where cars are at. Color, options, window sticker even. Here's another tip for you. I've experienced this myself. Whatever the price is advertised online, that's what they have to sell it to you at. So if the car says $50,000, you know, $50,295.50, and you walk in and it's now $60,000, they can't do that. That's illegal in the state of Colorado. So here's another tip. Whatever the car is priced at online, take a screenshot of it. If it's on your phone, if it's on your computer, whatever the case may be, take a screenshot of it. Because, again, they, by Colorado law, have to sell you the car at whatever it's listed at online. They cannot up it. And they have to include... All of their upcharges, dealer handling fees, shipping, everything has to be included with what's on online, period. So you, you don't walk in and it's 50200 and whatever dollars, and all of a sudden they say, well, yeah, we've got $595 of, of dealer handling fee. No, no, no. They can't do that either. That has to be included with the price they put online. So if you go to buy a new car and they're trying to upcharge you with other things that they didn't tell you, you can't do that. I had a situation not long ago with a person where the dealership had a price on the car. They called on it and they said, oh, hey, by the way, uh, remember there's $5,000 upcharge on that car that we we charge for that car. And it wasn't online, by the way. That $5,000 upcharge wasn't online. That's illegal in Colorado. They can't do that. We called them out on it. Sure enough, the dealership agreed to honor the price that was online. They don't have a choice, by the way. You could turn them into the Colorado dealer board. That's a big no-no in Colorado. So, again, take a screenshot of that particular deal, new or used. Now, private party, Facebook, marketplace, whatever, none of that applies. You could see somebody advertising something on Facebook for $30,000 and show up, and the guy wants thirty-five. just turn around and leave. That's their prerogative. There's nothing that's holding a a retail seller on Facebook Marketplace, unless they're a dealer. Now, there's dealers that advertise in those areas as well. Same thing applies. If they advertise online, the price they advertise has to be the price they sell at or lower. They cannot raise the price. So again, make your best deal, figure out your financing, and, and above all means, or above all things, I should say, if you need help, by all means, is what I meant to say, please contact me. Text me. Email me. I've had a lot of people. In fact, I should be charging a service for this, but I don't. I feel like all of my listeners are my clients as well. And if you've got anything you need help with, just email me and I'll walk you through this. Now, I don't go show up at the dealership with you. No, if I did that, yes, I'd have to get a fee because my time is valuable. But I can typically help all of you just by doing, you know, texting or, or, or emailing back and forth and tell you whether you're getting a good deal or not. And I've helped a lot of listeners over the years. 25 years I've been doing that. I've helped a lot of listeners buy cars, and no, I don't charge a single fee for that. Now, there's people out there, by the way, online that do. 
I will do that for you for free. So we'll be right back. My son will be joining us here in a moment. Any other tips when it comes to buying a car, please let me know, and I'll be happy to help you out. Golden Eagle Financial, speaking of finances, Al Smith would love to help you with your future financial needs, goals, and getting there. Call Al Smith today, 303-744-1128. You need to talk with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial now, before the new year, to help ensure your retirement plan is ready for whatever lies ahead. Even if you're currently participating in an employer-sponsored plan, you need Al Smith to help you strategize maximizing your retirement savings. Often near the end of the year, it's very difficult to get someone from your employer plan on the phone, whereas Al is personally ready to assist you right now. If you have retirement accounts, you definitely need Al Smith to help you close the year out and avoid costly mistakes or year-end penalties. Give Al Smith at Golden Eagle Financial a call today to receive your free no-obligation consultation and get your retirement plan in order before January 1st. Just go to klzradio.com money to contact Al or to schedule a consultation. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Kurt's going to join me here, by the way, at 5 o'clock. I'll get some answers from him on what's going on in the mortgage world. In the meantime, 720-895-0500 is how you get a hold of Kurt. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. Premier Home Remodels, if you're thinking about doing a remodel, they can do a complete 3D rendering of what that remodel will look like. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels can help you remodel while using the current equity already in your home. That equity has increased over the last decade due to the Colorado housing market boom. Premier knows that the sticker shock of remodeling will only increase, not decrease. So start planning now to build the space of your dreams. Your home's equity will also increase once construction starts, so use that as an advantage to get you the space you want. Premier's design team builds the project around your budget, and they will help you make it happen with the money already in your home. Their design team is tied directly to the success of the project. Work with a true design build team by going to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. Now back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. 
All right, we are back, and a couple of you might have some questions on the whole car buying thing. I'll, I can come back to that, by the way, after we're done with Richard, so I want to honor Richard's time. But, yeah, I can come back to that either a little bit later in this hour or for sure 5 o'clock hour. So if some of you had some questions on the buying of cars, please let me know. And, Richard, you've got experience with that as well. And I was telling Charlie a moment ago, it's always funny the amount of advice we give out, and yet some people just don't take it. You know, it's just a funny thing, and not saying that we are uh... – <laughs> Experts by any stretch of the imagination. However, we do see a lot of cars, and we go through the purchase on them in, in different ways than most. But uh, yeah, it's well, it's just a little bit different at times. Right? Yeah, he's exactly right. All right, talk to us about football. It was a crazy weekend. Some upsets. Uh, the game last night. I mean, we watched the Broncos actually win, which I think you and Andy both predicted they w- they would, but they actually played pretty well. Uh, they've got a chance now to actually be in the playoffs. And then at the same time, the Chiefs actually lost to the Bills. And uh, let's just say there were some folks that were very upset about that and are still upset this morning. But it was plain as day that there was a particular individual offsides in the neutral zone when that particular play started. Yeah, well, 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 let's start there. You know, surprisingly, the Broncos won. We'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, the Chiefs last night or yesterday afternoon, the game finished after the Broncos did. They were driving down, playing the Bills, just some unreal throws going on in that game and then basically the the Chiefs uh, about a minute 25 left going down trying to drive to get for a field goal they make a pass to Travis Kelsey who makes an unreal play laterals the ball back across the field to uh, the receiver Darius Tony, who runs it in for a score but wait there is a flag on the field and that flag was for that receiver Darius Tony, being offside which said you don't traditionally see, right? Offensive players usually get called for a false start, right? They don't usually get called for offsides, but it is in there. Right. And what it is... And, 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 I, and I did listen to some commentary last night along those lines. For all of you Chiefs fans, by the way, I did listen to some commentary last night where the NFL, uh, a lot of these reporters last night or commentators were saying that the NFL has really started cracking down this year, especially on offensive players, defensive as well, but all offensive players being lined up in the neutral zone. You are correct. Offensive players leaving, you know, leaving early. It's happening. It gives them a little bit, of, you know. It, and in foot, and by the way, this is for everybody listening. Those of you that are are armchair quarterbacks, by the way, are armchair refs, Richard. I should say. And by the way, there's been a lot of calls for the Chiefs that have gone the other way, so they don't need to be there. You know, they should stop their whining. But regardless, Richard, in football, pro football especially, those guys play so quickly that even just a half-foot advantage to some of them, to you and I, would be nothing. To them, it's huge. Am I right? It's lever- leverage, you know, getting the first jump, it, everything is so you know, minute and minuscule in the, in the NFL and in high-level college football, right, and all of these things that, yeah, you've got to t- do everything you can to get an advantage. So, yeah, it doesn't behoove you. If you're a wide receiver that's supposed to be on the line – it does not behoove you to not try to get as close as you can because you should, right? You should be as close to the yeah, line. Yeah, because if you can get possible. that one half, to your point, a half a step advantage over the next guy, why not? Precisely. Here's where it is. Well, so, so you you kind of you kind of hit on a few things. Number one is this: yeah, is yes, the Chiefs have gotten calls over the years, a number of calls, even especially against the Broncos. You know, there's been pass interference calls. There's been roughing the passer calls against the Broncos, against, you know, for the Chiefs, all sorts of things that's happened. So the level of, um, I guess, empathy or sympathy I have none. for this team, uh, zero. Absolutely <laughs> 100% zero. And I don't make any qualms about it. Now, saying that, 
here's the deal, folks. He was offside. Well, and here's it, and because people that, so a lot of times, folks, and if you watch games this next weekend, you'll see this. If you see a receiver on the outside of the formation, they usually, before the play snaps, will look over to the official. They raise their hand usually, and that is the signal for, hey, ref, am I on the line? Am I, am, am I you know, in, in a good position? Am I in the spot that I'm supposed to be in? Sort of thing. And the referee will usually grab their hat. So if you see them grab their hat and hold it, that means that, and by the hat, it's like the bill of their hat, that means that, yeah, you're in good position you know, whatever right. it is. It's sort right. of this kind of right. deal. Now, the official rule does not say that a referee has to even acknowledge you. doesn't even say you're spo- you have to check. The official rules and the point of it is for you to basically, uh, well, you have to be on, uh, you know, essentially you have to be behind the center but on the line, which is basically your front foot has to be in line with the center's hips. And so if you go back and watch the play, that's not the case. And Dad, to top it off, and of course, you know, my son being the, the Chiefs fan, which we're working on, folks. Trust me, we're working on. But his is, and, and I didn't show him this. But after the game, you have Patrick Mahomes, and, and I'll just say this, Patrick, and I'm sure he, if he could redo it again, he would. And we all have those sore loser moments, right, Dad? Anyone who's competitive is always. Trust me, I would be lying if I said I didn't do it. And you know, in high school, at times where you know you make right. comments to the ref, right. like, well, you know, well, thanks, ref. You know, thanks for that one. And, but he's doing this, going up to the opposing quarterback, Josh Allen, you know, kind of shaking his hand after the game, giving him the bro hug, and he's just mouthing off about that's the worst yep. blank call I've yep. ever seen. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, Patrick, dude, you have won more than anyone over the past however many seasons, at least five seasons in the NFL. Yeah, one call doesn't go your way, which, here's the deal, it was your receiver's fault for not doing it, and it's not the official's job to warn him. Plus, Dad... I think it would be one thing had that receiver been close to the official, but in this case, they were in what's called that he was in a tight split, which means he was close into the line. Right? A lot of teams like to do that. It lets the it, it lets you it causes confusion amongst the defenders, right. right? For a variety of reasons. And so by 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 the formation they were in actually led to the play and the success that they had. And no, it didn't have any impact on the play. Him being close to the line did not really affect the play. But that doesn't matter, Dad. How many times? Okay, so really quick, before you move on, really quick, uh, I, I hate to interrupt, but was that an illegal formation play as well as him being offsides, or was it a legal well, play? Or I mean, a legal formation. Everyone else, everyone was legal. There was nothing else, but he was offsides, so it was illegal. Okay, gotcha. He was not. He was ahead okay. of the. He was. He was over the center. The official could not see the ball. Yeah, his head was actually blocking the ball from the from the ref being able to even see it, correct? Correct, which is okay. part of the problem, too. Because if the ref can't see the ball, then he doesn't know when anyone else is offside. Correct. Those sorts of things, right? Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, so ultimately, it was definite. It was offside. I, I love it. I love that the Chiefs are sort of getting a taste of their medicine. But I, I guess on the, uh, on the flip side, Dad, for the Broncos, since that's, we are in Denver here, they won yesterday, which they should have against you know the the Chargers lost their quarterback midway through the second yeah. quarter and, and even if they had which kind of stinks by the way I mean I, you, nobody wants to see anybody get hurt that's not any fun no but the Chargers are kind of out of it their their coach made some really silly decisions as far as some fourth down calls go true and so ultimately it, it just kind of what they get coming but with that being said that the Broncos who started one in five mind you are now only one game back from the division. And if the Broncos go undefeated the rest of the way, and the Chiefs, they have to lose a divisional game, 
So to a Chargers or the Raiders, which I'm not saying that's necessarily likely. Okay. Or if or if the Chiefs lose two games, but I don't think they're going to lose two games. So if the Chiefs either if the Broncos go undefeated the rest of the way, which is a possibility when you look at their schedule, or the Chiefs either lose two games or they lose one of their next four, in because and one of those and, and that loss is to either the Raiders or the Chargers, then the Broncos actually don't even not only make the playoffs, that they win the division, hmm. which is something that is crazy and not wow. that anyone would have thought would have been possible. So yeah, big win yesterday. They're coming back. They're kind of playing ugly football. You know, there's a lot of questions to be answered as far as Russell and, and you know what's this team's future. But you know what, Dad, we're in the season now. The fact that this team is is in the playoff mix and basically Amazing. if they go undefeated the rest of the way, they have to, it's not a hundred percent, but they basically guarantee themselves a playoff spot. And that is crazy to think. And yep. honestly, I don't even think it takes them going undefeated. I think if the Broncos go. Three and one the rest of the way, so they could actually lose this weekend. Then I think this will get in. But a lot of football going on down. I know we got to run to break. When we get back, we need to talk about CU and everything that's going on up okay. there. And Let's do that. The further story that is Coach Prime. Okay, we'll be right back. Ridgeline Auto Brokers. Again, I talked about in the last segment about buying cars, and somebody also said, great tip by the way, that before buying a car, figure out what you want, and if it's new or used, go check those cars out on the lot on the weekend on Sunday. By the way, late Saturday night, Sunday after things are closed. And yes, great idea, by the way, Sunday, especially because things are in the light. You don't have to do that with Ridgeline. They're just going to take great care of you. RidgelineAutobrokers.com. They've got a great website. All their cars are listed. As I said during that entire uh, break earlier, or that entire segment earlier, if they don't have a car, they'll do their best to find you when they go to auctions on a routine basis and help you out with all of that as well. So again, RidgelineAutobrokers.com, they're the place to go. Let me go to John Kanata. Uh, John the Cyber Guy. We interviewed John at 3 o'clock, by the way, and he's there to help you with whatever you've got going on in your business when it comes to cyber security. So by all means, please make sure you're totally protected at all times. You just call John, 720-593-6688. And last but not least, Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. As you go through these cold winter months now, you might be thinking, hey, I haven't had my tune-up done on my furnace. Get that done now. You might be thinking, I want an upgrade on my furnace. They can do that as well. Anything you need when it comes to HVAC, they can take care of you, and they're great guys. I've known them for 40-plus years. They're solid. They'll take great care of you. It's a simple phone call. Find them at klzradio.com or 720. Sorry, let me get you the right number. I I apologize. Let me do this the right way. It's 303-656-5467. But best of all, just go to klzradio.com. Richard, we've got technical difficulties, so let's just bring you back and keep going. Talk about what's going on up in CU. Sounds great. Yes, yeah, so see you, Coach Prime. You know, and didn't end the season like they wanted to, Dad. But you know, he he said earlier in the season, you know, get me now because this is the lowest that we will be. And he also said that they're going to bring in a whole new offensive line. And everyone basically came back to him and said, uh, "You can't do that. That's not possible." Blah blah blah. This that and the other. Well, over the weekend, Dad, he basically did. It started out on Friday. He got a commitment from a from the number one offensive tackle in the entire country wow. coming out of high school. This guy had offers from all the big boys, Alabama, Ohio State, Florida, Tennessee, uh, just to name a few. And he chose CU. It's actually kind of a misdirection. He put out something earlier in the week, but he chose CU. So he's their new starting left tackle, essentially. They've also got, they got four other transfers from other universities. And it can be debated about how good those guys are. But Dion basically, he didn't really necessarily care about their star level, Dad. He wanted guys who had 
started, who have experience, and who are big. And a lot of these dudes are big. They're like 6'3", 6'4", um, you know, 300 pounds, 310 pounds. They're big boys, right? So they're getting off the bus better. But all of that, that to say, there's also another study that kind of came out end of last week by the city of Boulder. And this study said that he or the visit Boulder, you know, their tourism, right. whatever it is, basically that the CU home games generated $113 million for the city of Boulder That's in their huge. businesses within that time frame. It, it is massive. And, and by the way, and, and this is saying this for me, yes, I'm biased because I love CU football and everything that it can bring, but you know, I've talked about this. If, if you're a business in Boulder, especially, you know, uh, you know hospitality, food, whatever it might be. And, and, and Rick, Richard, really quick, too, it's not just Boulder. It's the surrounding area. It's Erie, Lafayette, Louisville, Broomfield, Westminster, Arvada. I mean, people, I, I've watched it. I mean, these people are staying in a lot of different places and driving in and out of town. They're spending money in that entire northwest end of town. They absolutely are. And so it, my point is, Start donating to these collectives and everything else because Dion's proving what he can do with uh, what I would call maybe his lowest level of support that he will ever have, and hopefully that doesn't you know maintain. Hopefully he gets more support, and ultimately that unfortunately in college football it's becoming much more more and more of a business. Got to get donations, got to get boosters because you now got to pay these kids. You know there's numbers floating around. If you're a good transfer quarterback you basically get to go to your school of choosing for a million and a half to two million dollars as a, as a college kid. Wow. Right? I mean, these are just some insane figures. But what Dion has done, Dad, this past weekend, I, I should say, is pretty insane. He's got another recruiting weekend coming up here because the transfer portal is still open. The early signing day is coming up. I think it's next week, right before Christmas. He's bringing Warren Sapp, you know, Hall of right. Famer, defensive right. lineman for the Buccaneers and the Raiders. I'm on to his staff. He's going to be recruiting. So it, it really is crazy. And, and I think and you, you sent something over the weekend where you know, he did an interview and he talked about how he really is happy in Boulder. And he really does like where he's at. And, and again, I don't know if I foresee him leaving anytime soon. And I know that's crazy. And I think that you're going to see lots of rumors. But I think he likes where he's at. I, I think, think, I think what he likes. sees, and, and to kind of dovetail into that, Richard, and I, I, again, I don't have a crystal ball. Nobody does. And Everything, you know, things can change in everybody's lives, his included. But I do think that in his world, he's had such a welcoming uh, coming to Boulder and doing what he did that I think, in, I mean, let's face it, he's pretty much king of the mountain. He can pretty much name and do whatever he wants to do. He can get the coaching staff he wants. He can find the players now. Uh, the reality is he's got the opportunity to build a really, really solid program. And let's face it, where he's living, there's worse places. There's worse. Well, here's the there's worse places. I know you know. I can follow him on social media. He's I think he's down in Texas now, where he's got a house with some land and stuff, which is great. You know, again, I if I was a coach making that much money too, I would have probably have a place down there. You know, several hundred acres where it's cheap and you can do some fun stuff. And I don't have an issue with that. He's going to live here more you know more more often than he's not. And Dad, to your point, it is. It's about control, right? Because even Nick Saban. Well, I guess I should take that back. Maybe Nick Saban. And a few of these other high co- high level coaches, they really don't have to answer to boosters or anyone else. They can just kind of do their thing. True. Dion doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to answer to boosters. He runs the show. Right. You know, he picks. right have that ability. But by and large, even a lot of the big name guys, they still answer to the boosters. That's how it works. That that's the thing, right? You go to a you know you go to a top SEC school, 
you got to answer to what the boosters want, right? Right? You're not doing right. something or whatever it is. And so I think there's a certain level of, of value in that. And then the other thing I say, Dad, is I'm not sure if you've caught so, so his series, his you know Coach Prime. No, I haven't watched any of it yet. Haven't Prime. had a chance. You, you, it's really good. I encourage folks. Obviously, not for the little ears. There's some you know some words in there, but just watching him. And, and what he cares about, you know, after that first win at TCU, and, and you know, he's just breaking down in the training room sobbing because from his health issues that he went through to everything else, I really think he's truly thankful of what we get, of what Rick George and CU has given him. And like you say, Dad, there's a certain sense of value of, you know, he's comfortable here, yeah. he's got his family here, and again, ultimately he's got all the control and all the say that he could ever want. And let's be honest, that the expectations here, yes. Does he want to compete for championships? Absolutely. Do we want to compete for championships as fans? Absolutely. But ultimately, Dad, as long as we are, you know, we're, you know, you're eight and four, winning bowl games, beating your rivals on a consistent basis, and then every few years competing for national championships, most of us are pretty tickled. That's right. Tickled too. Right? That's right. Well, and, so, I, we'll and the other thing, there's some folks out there listening. They're probably thinking, you know. I could care less. I don't care about football. I don't care about college football. I don't care about even high school football, and I definitely don't care about NFL football. Well, let me tell you this, folks. It's sort of like government. A lot of people will say, I don't care about politics. Well, guess what? Politics cares about you. And I'll say the same thing, Richard, when it comes to what we're talking about, especially in regards to football. When you've got successful teams and successful programs. The Rams have been pretty successful. The School of Mines has been successful. CU is getting more successful. The Broncos are on an uptick. Richard, when those things happen, it creates a buzz about your entire state that will bring business and things here that no matter what kind of a worker you are in this state, it helps you. Whether you like 100%. it or not, it will help you. 100%, yeah, Dad, and I don't know how else to say it to people. Again, I know, I know there's some of your listeners that don't care because of sports, and, and again, I got, I got, I've, we've got friends family, right, that don't care. Ultimately, though, folks, football and sports as a whole bring in the money, and, and as much as we don't want money to do this, money is the driver of a lot of things, Dad, Correct. right? And you've got to have money to be able to do things and all the academic you know, research and all the things that are important, but ultimately, even if you don't care about it and you you Let's say you're a good conservative and you're like, oh, it's a public school. You know what? It still brings revenue to the area, Dad. It still brings notoriety, which in turn helps our house values and just helps our economy as a whole. And people don't look at it that way, but when you really break it down, it really is that way, right? That's like right. all of these things, all of these ancillary things kind of add up into making it a really yep. desirable place for people to be, for people to move here. Well, That's folks, right. the more people, as much as we hate the traffic, the more people to move here, the more your house value goes up, right? Even people, Richard, and somebody just said, care about your local economy. Yes, exactly. Those are the things there that do go. matter at the end of the day, and your local economy is what's making sure you can make your house payment. 100%. So I'll leave it at that. Richard, good stuff. Thank you very much. Have a great night, and uh, thanks for all the info. Uh, I appreciate it. And sorry, I put the button and meant... Didn't mean to cut him off. So, Richard, sorry if you're listening. I didn't mean to do that. Level Engineering is next. Alan Davis, he would like to help you with whether solar is right for you and how does it fit you, your home, your scenario, your business, your church even. Give Alan a call today. He'd love to help you out when it comes to solar. 303-378-7537. Alan Davis of Level Engineering wants you to have the whole story about saving money with solar. Everyone knows that solar power saves you money. But the most important savings are all those dollars you won't have to pay the power company. 
For most homes, that will mean paying thousands less for electricity annually. And the average tax credit for installing solar in your home is 56%. That's more money in your pocket. In addition to the money that you will save each month, solar can add $15,000 or more to the value of your home. And homes with solar panels sell faster than those without. Today's solar energy is a great financial decision on your part when you work with Alan Davis. Alan is the solar money-saving expert. So talk to him directly by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no-obligation consultation. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, a couple of text messages that came in as well. And yes, you can always email me. Go to rushtoreason.com, and you can email me there. Just hit the contact us, or send me a direct email. Somebody tried using John Rush at rushtoreason.com, and no, that will reject. It's just my first name. I guess I could add an alias to that. I never thought about that, but most people just J-O-H-N at rush to T-O, not the number two, rush to Reason. Dot com. Now, all of my domains still come to me, so a lot of you will use drive-radio.com or fixitradio.com or ready-radio.com. Honestly, doesn't matter. Any of those domains will all come to me personally as long as you put John, J-O-H-N, in front. So you can put John at any of those domains. They're all going to come to me simple, easy. Always always available, and some of you that were listening to the whole how to buy a car and have questions, which I think a couple of you do, yes, you can always send me an email that way. It's just john at rush2reason.com. It's really easy as far as that goes. So, again, uh, and by the way, always, too, text me. Uh, some of you have even been at a dealership and have sent me a text message, and I've answered it pretty much, you know, pretty quickly. Normally, I get those text messages in, and I'll answer as quickly as I can, especially if it's something that's important where, like, you need a decision right away. I'll answer that as quickly as I can. 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. Kurt Rogers will join us here in a moment for a Monday Mortgage Minute, and then I've got no other guests the rest of the hour. So if you had a question on buying car if you can call in after Kurt as well we'll be right back hour three is next rush to reason denver's afternoon rush klz 560